Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Two Peas on a Pod. I am one of your hosts, Zachary Cordell, along with my co-host here, Reverend Austin Griffiths, also my brother-in-law. So we're happy to be coming to you again for another episode today. Austin, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good, good to hear. Austin uh, had a mile marker this week. Austin, tell us about it. Um, I'm uh, how did I say it the other day? Breaking into my 30s. It's very depressing a little bit because you know the next milestone is 40. Yes, Austin turned 30 years old this week, and uh, I tell you, we're getting older. it is hard to believe we're getting yeah it is like in our 30s i mean i'm i'm not quite 30 we've got a few more years we was like 20 when we met but something my cousins there's uh on my dad's side there's five of us and uh when kelly kelly will turn 30 this year and uh i'll be the only one that is not in my 30s out of us five that's just uh hard to believe it don't seem like no time ago that we were getting our driver's license and graduating high school and then getting married. It and uh, it's been quite a while. Yep. Kelly will be 30 Christmas Eve, actually. And uh, baby Noah's due December 22nd. Yeah. And so it'll probably end up being like the 17th or something. You know how they do a week. Yeah. A week early. But uh, that baby and Kelly are going to be about a week apart. We're about three months apart. And uh, so we're pretty close in age. But now you and your wife. Not so much close in age. Well, we're not very far. We're about uh, four years. She's going to be in her 20s a while. And we've still uh, – we got a, we got a, I got a couple more years, and then she's got a few years before we hit 30. <laughs> but our oldest son is six years old. Now, that is hard to believe. He'll be seven in April, and uh, that's, that's crazy. But it's uh, been a good time. Been a good time coming here. So anyway, Austin, what's been going on? Anything lately? Um, except for turning thirty. Just got back from a little trip. We're going to talk about here after a while, and uh, so we had a good time and doing some work on my old bus. Still trying to figure it out. Feel like an old rookie starting over. Lived two and a half years in a fifth wheel, and now I got a bus. And it's uh, some. There's a lot of similarities. Between a fifth wheel and uh, and a motorhome, I call it a bus because that's actually what it's called. It's actually a Tiffin bus, and uh, but it's a motorhome. What most people would call it, yeah. And it's a there's a lot that's of what simi- I call it. There's a lot of similarities. Well, the main reason I call it a bus is because my second boy Case he keeps calling it Daddy's bus, <laughs> and uh, and so I you know how you repeat things your kids say all the time. So I know yeah. I call it bus too, and uh, but anyways, there's a lot of similarities. But anytime you get something new, there's a lot of things I don't like, a lot of things I got to change. I just yeah. had to build a new closet rod earlier because we're not as, in some ways it's more space, in some ways it's less space. So just had to have some uh, very nice wood cabinets painted. Yes. Because uh, my sister tends to like to make everything, um, I don't know what you would call it, but personalized or uh, yeah she likes to put her own touch on everything yeah and they had some really nice pretty wood cabinets no nothing absolutely yep. nothing wrong with them at they, all well they wasn't cute enough and then she had <laughs> to go and uh, have them painted and 
I mean, they look good painted, but yeah. they I have looked, to say they looked fine. They look wood. fine with wood, but they do look really good painted. <laughs> However, it costs a lot more to get painted than it does just leaving just it to wood. Leave it. But anyways, we're going to go in try to make this a shorter segment today than what sometimes we do, and uh, we're going to go into uh, to one of our segments here on the uh, on the top five. And this time. Well, last time I should say we done our favorite adventures in Odyssey, and uh, we are. I, I want to say right here, I'm going to put um, a little. Uh, how do you say it? Upcoming, whatever. I don't know what the word I'm trying to grab there is, but we're going to try to get a website up pretty soon with an email and uh, and some different things. We'll announce that when it happens. Maybe we can get a little bit of feedback. Maybe some people will want to. Tell us what their top five is. But today's topic is top five family restaurants. And the reason we've done that is because just doing top five all-time restaurants is too hard. Yeah, and uh, actually top five family restaurants is a little bit hard for me. But um, family-ish restaurants. I wrote I wrote some things down here. And we'll start with, what, number five, I guess, and yep, go to number, number one. five. So number five, and I hope you, hope you all out there don't fall out with me, because I know um, a lot of people think buffets are gross, but this is just the name of the restaurant, and it is a buffet. And it is the China Buffet in Ashland. That is one of my favorite restaurants. I love Chinese food, and that is a very good one. I don't like all Chinese food. So some of it is uh, in Ashland. <laughs> yeah, some of it is uh, maybe not my favorite, but this one is, and it is. They got really good food. It's one of my favorite yeah. restaurants, especially to eat at on my lunch break. <laughs> that is a good one. We ate there a while back, and I do like going to that one because that particular one has cheeseburgers, nuggets, yeah, Jello, ice cream, and all that kind of stuff. Because my kids ain't crazy about Chinese meat, but they do love noodles. But my five is going to be somewhat close to yours, but it's going to be Japanese, specifically hibachi food. And uh, I've pretty much, honestly, I've ate at Japanese uh, restaurants pretty well several times, different places in the country. And uh, they're all, they're all, I mean, some of them are cleaner than others, but they're all pretty good. Yeah. They're all pretty good. They're pretty similar in taste. Yeah, they're on the pricey side, so we don't go all the time. <laughs> But uh, they're rather pretty good, and that yum yum sauce is yum yum. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that pretty good too. But my number four is going to be a restaurant called Casa Grande in Portsmouth, Ohio, Ooh. and uh, that is a Mexican restaurant, and it is uh, it's very good. It it's really really good food, and it's super clean. It's one, well, it's probably, it is the best, I think, Mexican restaurant I've ever been to. And uh, I really, I really like that. We go there a lot of times on Sundays. Well, my number four, you're going to disagree with me right here, is Chipotle Mexican Grill. Now, I, I don't disagree if, with that. I don't know if that falls under family or fast, but it, it's not really, I guess it could be fast food, but it's not, when you think of Chipotle, you don't think of like Wendy's. You think of, Chipotle, but that's one of my favorite places to go in there. And I get don't it. despise Chipotle, but I don't love it either. I love it. You can ask my wife. <laughs> I remember we was parked in uh, we was parked in Texarkana, and there was one like ten minutes down the road. In about a two weeks time, I think I had it like four times. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, I could do without it, but I, I mean, I do eat it some right. every now and again. Really I'll, good. I'll go get that. My number three is going to be the old meal in Pigeon Forge. Ooh, that's a good one. We, uh, my family really likes that. My wife likes it, one. and my kids like it, and uh, we all we all like that pretty good. So that's one of our favorite restaurants to go to. And I tell you, one of my favorite times of year is uh, fire conference time. And I usually take off a week, and we go down oh, yeah. on Monday. You got to take off a week. And for fire uh, we go to fire conference or to Pigeon Forge, and we spend a couple days getting ready for fire conference. And uh, it's just that's a good time. The side so, note for fire conference is I love how it's always the end of March, beginning of April, because I I remember. You know, several years we didn't have the most plenteous bank account, and it always came right after tax return. Yeah. And so it was always a given, even though we was probably poor as dirt. It was always a given that if I just got a thousand dollars high on the hall go on a tax conference. return, we're going to fire <laughs> conference. And so I don't know, I don't know if that was the idea behind March and April, but it was brilliant because tax return, you, you really don't have an excuse. If you have children and you get money on your taxes, on your tax return, you really don't have an excuse not to go. Yeah, you. Ought, I don't know how we got off on this, but <laughs> we'll we'll continue here for just a second. It's uh, worth it. I love going to fire conference, and I always have. And uh, f- from the first time we went, uh, my dad found out about it. It was it was just the second or third year that they had it, and uh, dad took us to it, and we've went every year since then. And uh, when me and my wife were getting married after I proposed to her and we were setting a date for our wedding, we um, we worked it around fire conference because <laughs> we both knew we wanted to go to fire conference and uh, we only had a week off of, from work. So we knew if we was going to get married and go to the fire conference, it's going to have to be close together. So half honeymoon, half fire conference. So we we got married on uh, the Saturday before a fire conference, and we went to Pigeon Forge for our honeymoon. And on Wednesday, I had to be at the LeConte Center practicing uh, in an ensemble. And uh, so that's uh, we we spent part of our honeymoon there in Pigeon Forge, and uh, we had a cabin rented. And on Wednesday night, I think it was, we had all kinds of people at our cabin playing games and eating and carrying on. So yes, we it was did. a blast. Okay, maybe we should go back. All right. Back what number to was, the list. What number was you on? I was on three. You was on three. My number three is going to be one of my one of my family's favorite places to go for lunch. Now they're hard to find, but they're still out there, and that is the G C Golden Corral. Yeah, I, I do like going to Corral, I have to say. It's amazing. They have the best mac and cheese <laughs> you can about ever want. And I've worked Golden Corral in the sermon multiple times. Yeah, that they're, that's a pretty good one. And uh, speaking of Pigeon Forge and Fire Conference, there's a good one down there. Yes, there is. <laughs> there is a good one. Speaking of Pigeon Forge, that's an awesome place to go. All right, so that we, that leaves us back to your number two. Number two. All right. Now, there's going to be people in our area that hears this that may fall out with me on this one. Um, Should I plug my ears? No, you should not. But it's going to be Giovanni's in Ashland on Greenup Avenue. Now, the reason I specify Uh is because there are several Giovanni's around here. 
And uh, they're not all the my favorite one and my number two all time restaurant is Giovanni's on Greenup Avenue in Ashland, Kentucky. And there's more reason than just the food. Uh, I do love the food. It's good food. Um, they have great salads. Their salads are really good. Uh, and then, of course, like pizza and, and cheese sticks and all that. But more than maybe the food, it is the nostalgia of the place. Um, I grew up going to that restaurant, and the waitress that was there when yep. I was born is still there. Yep, still and there. And her name is Gigi, and she knows all of us and all of our family. And uh, when my cousins come into town that live in Virginia now, that's one place we always go when they come in. Um, we always go to Giovanni's because that's just that's just one of the things that we do. And so for that reason, mainly, that is my number two pick. Well, if we could do a top 10, it would crack my top 10. Actually, I could probably do like a top 25. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have time for that. And uh, But my number two, you've already mentioned, it's going to be Casa Grande. And we ate there yesterday. Yes, we did. And it was good. It was very good. That's one of my favorite places to go around here. Actually, me and Kelly both know when we come home, you know, we might be gone uh, two or three months at a time. We might be, which we've been home a little bit. Um, this fall um, with COVID being so rampant right now. It's yeah. kind of put a damper on uh, us traveling a little bit here and there. But we, we've still been somewhat busy, just uh, not too far from home. And uh, But when we come home, we know we're going to Giovanni's in Ashland and we're going to Casa Grande yeah. probably multiple times. And then we throw Ponderosa in there too. But uh, but those are some of our favorite places. But I love Mexican food altogether, not just Costa Grande, but Mexican food in general is amazing. Yeah, I do too. And when you're an evangelist, that's where you go almost every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> the pastor's like, hey, do you like Mexican? And I'm like, well, I went the last seven Sundays in a row, but I'm not tired of it. Yeah. I could eat it. I could eat it. I mean, every other day. I love Mexican food. And uh, however, there are a few that I've ate that I will not mention, but there are a few that I've ate in this country that are, I guess, just because of where they're located were different. Menus were different. Salsa tastes different. And I thought, uh, I'd rather go back to Portsmouth, Ohio. Yeah. Um, Shanda got a seafood burrito there yesterday. Which was shocking. Shrimp and uh, Sorry, crab. Sorry, Shanda. Shrimp and crab meat in it. And uh, she tried to get me to taste it, but... I am not a seafood no, eater. No, you are not. Uh, You're missing the out. The most seafood that I partake in is fish. And that's about as far as I go when it goes to that. All right, number one. Number one. Number one for me is not a um, family restaurant. And it it really don't eat. Well, I guess it does serve some some food. I think hot dogs and stuff. <laughs> but that's not why I go. My number one on my list is going to be Witt's Custard, which is frozen custard. And I love frozen custard, chocolate custard. It is so good. And I get um, the Tomcat a lot of times when I go there, which is a uh, blend of chocolate custard with brownie and chocolate syrup. And it is so good. Are you ready for this? I've never ate Witt's Custard. You are missing out. (laughs) You, you'd be more anointed. I was wondering if you just liked it because of the name, Wit. No, you'd be more anointed if you go there and eat. More anointed <laughs> if you eat Wit's Custard. You heard it right it here. so good. Number one 
Anybody that knows me, I am a meat eater. One time we was at Golden Corral, and I came back from the buffet, and my father-in-law said, you're going to have a heart attack because my plate was so covered in just prime rib and steak and ribs and chicken. I mean, just meat after meat. I'd rather eat meat than sides any day. Mm -hmm. And so that brings me to number one, and that is going to be Longhorn Steakhouse. And uh, Outback's good. Roadhouse is good, which I only go there for lunch because nighttime is too crazy for me. At the soup at particular restaurants, not time they go crazy. So I go at lunchtime when it's well, nice and chill. And uh, but I love steak. And I don't know how Longhorn does it, but you go in there and the way they cook that steak. I think it's called the cowboy ribeye, maybe or the outlaw ribeye. It's like a twenty ounce ribeye, which I can barely finish. But one thing that I love about Longhorn, not only does the steak have an amazing taste, amazing seasoning. They cook it the way you want it. It has such a good taste to it. But when you get a side salad and a baked potato, of course, baked potatoes are all pretty the same. But side salads are not. Side no. salads, depending on where you go, you might get you, lettuce and two tomatoes. Hold on a minute. Real quick. Have you ever had a wedge salad? Talking about Wendy's? No. <laughs> I'm talking about like with a steak. Uh, and they say they come with a wedge salad. Ooh. Have you ever had one? Like those lettuce wedges? Yeah. It's just a huge uh, wedge of lettuce. With like two tomatoes, yeah, and that's and literally nothing else. I, that uh, that is the biggest ripoff of a salad I ever seen in my life. You have to cut up your own. You have to make your own yep. salad. And there ain't no toppings. No, it, and that so is, that's one reason why I like that's Longhorn, a ripoff. Because when you get your salad, it's good romaine lettuce, which is the best. I can't stand those hard spots in. Do lettuce. we want to get on lettuce? Because I got another <laughs> lettuce to go off on. We're not going to get to the rest of our podcast, and that is Wendy's. Wendy's. What is oh the deal with Wendy's lettuce? This is terrible. I like to get a spicy chicken sandwich on my lunch break every good now and again, as they say on Jungle Jam. And <laughs> when I do, I like lettuce, but Miller. all of their lettuce has a great, the, the, it's just the, the big... Uh, every piece. Yeah, and it's hard and crunchy, and it is not good. And they need... So if anybody out there that's listening... Knows how to get a hold of anybody in corporate at Wendy's. You need to get a hold of them and tell them to fix that because that's nasty. Yeah. I have to say no lettuce on my sandwiches or to have Kelly to take it off if I'm driving. Yeah. Did you say? Oh, yeah. Your number one was Longhorn. Oh, yeah. Longhorn. Uh, the reason I was ahead. trying to say was <laughs> <laughs> we got some uh, we got some aggravation we're getting out on the podcast on lettuce. and uh, But it's important. Lettuce is important. It is. But they give it's you good a good you. side salad with good lettuce and cheese and croutons and dressing and tomatoes and cucumbers, what a real salad looks like. So Longhorn is amazing. It's pretty good. Well, you've never ate at my number one, and I've never ate at your number one. Uh -huh. I've never ate Longhorn. There's not really any around here. There is in, like, Cincinnati, but I've never Maybe ate Maybe we should have a brother-in-law's day out. So, <laughs> um, Maybe not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I've never ate at that one. But now, let me start another little debate here. Oh, no. When it comes to steaks. Now, I like steak. This is not on the This is not on the schedule. I, I like steak. However, I have a hard time ordering steak <laughs> because nobody knows how to cook it. And when I say that, I mean, nobody knows how to finish cooking steak. And some There's a places, real simple answer for that. Some places they're not will meant. not even do it. They will not even serve a well-done steak. 
And if the steak is not well done, it is not fully cooked, and it is not meant for human consumption. <laughs> if there's any pink in it at all. We need some feedback on this. Then it is not meant to be eaten. I want it brown all the way through. Burn on the outside, brown in the middle. Maybe not burn on the outside, but sometimes that is pretty good too. But I wish I had a sound button that said gag. It needs to be brown all the way through. There's a there's a guy in our church, well, there are several of them, and I'm uh, one they of them. eat some of the nastiest looking steak. And uh, I don't I don't see how they've stayed well for all these years eating that much pink. Well, you see, ever since I've ever bought steak, which has been in my adult years mainly, is I've always got medium well. But in the last year or t- about the last year or so, um, I started noticing that if I got medium well, they would cook it too much because I like pink. Now well, that's <laughs> gross. And so I thought, well, I'll get medium. And so now I will have to say the other day, I got a steak, and uh, where I was at Cracker Barrel, and it got my breakfast, and I got medium, and I think it was a medium rare. But when you send it back, it takes too long, so I ate it anyways. Well, I, I think the Bible's again it. <laughs> Listen to this scripture. Oh, no. But flesh oh, with no. the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. <laughs> now, there you go. Now, if you can eat a steak that's bloody in good conscience again, that's a, that's on you. But I'll not do it. I'm a full gospel. Full believer. gospel. Full gospel. It's probably in Leviticus, isn't it? I don't pick it? and choose. Austin, you're supposed to be a preacher, and you don't <laughs> even know this Bible reference. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> it's in Genesis. Oh, I was pretty close. Yeah. I was only... One. <laughs> you was about... Um, I don't know how many chapters, but... In my defense, it sounds books. like it, it belongs in Leviticus. Well, it's not... But anyways, that is a debate we've had for for many years, and we've had several debates about things, but steak is one of them, to the point that we've went out to eat together, and he won't even look at my plate. No, um, I do not. If pretty much from it. gagging, and it is kind of funny, really. But that's just the way I like it. I can't stand a well-done steak because, to me, it's dry as a bone. But we're going to have to hurry. And uh, so we're going to go right now. We're going to go into uh, – What's happened a little bit lately in our lives. So we've ended the top five. And uh, a few weeks ago, um, Zach went to Branson. I've been to Branson before just for a day or so, passing through the area um, in between revivals. And uh, and so I, I really can't review it much. But um, Zach here went to Branson, uh, what, about two or three weeks ago? Yeah. And uh, why, don't you just, weekend. why don't you just tell us about your, your time in Branson? Well, that was our first time going to Branson. And uh, we actually went from Branson on Saturday night and went to Oklahoma because we had never been there. And uh, so we, we got to go to Oklahoma to um, a few churches there. And that was fun. And uh, got to meet some um new people and then also got to know some that we already knew got to know them a little better um got the chance to meet brother tommy tolliver and uh, that was i I really enjoyed that and he got up and uh, testified and then saying i'd rather be an old time christian and uh, that was uh that was really special because i'd heard so much about him and i was honored to be in service with him but in branson we went to sight and sound and austin just got back from Lancaster, and he went to Sight and Sound. And uh, we seen Jesus 
which we've seen before. Yeah, we have seen all together in Lancaster. Been a few years back. Yeah, eighteen, I think. And so we went, and my boys are a little bit older now, and they can enjoy it a little more. So we took them, and uh, Sawyer, my oldest son, he was a blast to watch. He was so into that play, into every part of it, and just asking a bunch of questions, and it was just really fun to watch him uh, watch it. Um, some of the takeaways from that play, one of the moments that really um, hit me maybe afresh is when the when the play starts in, in Jesus, it's just it's a, a lot of theatrics. I mean, it is, it's just it's like unreal, really. Power-packed um, like, first. It's like brain overload. Five or ten minutes, I don't know however long it is. And they're uh, out fishing and they're competitive. And, uh, of course, Peter's not catching any fish. And uh, there's just, you know, all kinds of stuff going on right there. And then all of that kind of culminates, and uh, Jesus looks at them and tells them to follow him, and they all jump off their boats and follow him. And uh, that moment to me was just a really powerful moment. Um, when You know, we, we've read it all kinds of times and um, heard it preached about. But it just struck me anew, you know, Jesus took those guys that were fishermen and they was not – uh, scholars and they they wasn't um, anything to them spiritually, um, but Jesus took them and made them mighty mighty men of God, and that moment just took out to me quite a bit. And I'll tell you another scene that was really really neat was the tomb when they put Jesus in the tomb, and uh, when he when he was raising out of the tomb, the tomb like lights up, and you can see what's taking place inside of the tomb, and that was. Super cool. The way they done that was really awesome. And uh, another really touching moment was when they took Jesus off the cross and they was getting ready to put him in the tomb and they uh, placed him in the arms of Mary and that's happening on the right side of the screen and or on the right side of the stage. And on the left side of the stage, um, Mary is holding Jesus as a baby and Joseph brings her a, a swaddling cloth and she wraps him up and she's singing a song to him. And then they wrap him up as him as he's coming off the cross and she's holding him and she's singing that same song. And it was a picture of, you know, him when he was a baby. She was standing there holding him. And then on the other side of the stage when he was after he came off the cross. And it was just a really moving and powerful moment there. That's a great, that's a great play. It's been. I think like 18 since since uh, we've seen it all together. But did, did you have anything else in Branson? Um, yeah, we went to a fish hatchery, and it was really uh-huh. neat. Um, I had never been to a hatchery, although never there's either. one that's not very far from here over at Moorhead State University, uh, but I never had been to it. But we went to that one, and they um, were raising rainbow trout, and they had like almost a million Rainbow trout. Wow. And uh, that was really cool. The boys loved it. And you could feed them. And you know how they do. You know how when you throw that fish food in at other places that I've been, they just, you know, they just jump on top of each other about coming out of the water and everything after that fish food. And my youngest boy, Zeke, was throwing his food in. And they was, you know, they was jumping out of the water and they was eating his food. And he kept saying, they love mine. They love mine. <laughs> and he thought his was something special because they was a uh, – eating it like that so it was really fun to watch them with that well that sounds like a good time in Branson well we just got back from Lancaster we had had some 
things out in that uh, area, and we've been wanting to go to Lancaster um, for uh, about a three or four day vacation for for several years, really. And uh, so we felt like it was time, and uh, we haven't. We both miss Shady Maple. That's an awesome restaurant in Lancaster. Yes, it is. It's actually on my list in just a second. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I just but, thought uh, I got some notes today. and uh, But I'm a very forgetful person, so I have to write notes. But uh, we went to Lancaster, and we went and seen the Esther play. And uh, I have to say, when you've got four children and a couple of them called twins or very young, it was a rather rough experience trying to see the full Esther play. My wife did not get to see of it as much as I did. She had to experience some of the family room where they've just got this screen set up, and the volume was on so low mm. that you couldn't even hardly hear it. And uh, and so any baby screaming at all, and all it was was like yeah. watching a bunch of mouths move. And, uh, and so it wasn't the absolute best experience, but we still got to go and still got to see a good portion of Esther. And, uh, and maybe we'll get to see it maybe in Branson next year if we're around or something or whenever the babies get older. But they just can't sit for two and a half hours. Yeah, they, they it just is kind of lengthy. They just can't can't take it. But, uh, but we went to Sight and Sound. It's a great place to go. And if you've never been there, you need to go. That's an awesome place. It is pricey. It is very pricey, but it's worth it. You'll never see a play like that. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, it's a great place to go. I've never been to the one in Branson, but I'm sure it's just – uh, just as amazing as same one, thing. you know, same thing <laughs> as in Lancaster, and uh, but Lancaster is a great place to go. Amish country, I guess. Gordonville, Ronks. Um, there's some other towns around, different places, and there's all kinds of stuff to do. Really, you could spend about a whole week in Lancaster, and uh, but we, you know, we don't go at it all day long because you know we usually don't get out till about lunchtime. By the time the kids all get up and you know they get back and dressed and everything, so no, it was actually about eleven o'clock. When we got out, and uh, we was got all together going. a few months ago, and we were supposed to be meeting up for lunch, and it, we had a hard time doing that. Well, <laughs> usually evangelizing um, when people bring us food or we go out to eat, it's almost usually two o'clock or one thirty because yeah. my daughter is in uh, homeschool, and so she's doing first grade AC, um, ACE. And uh, and so usually when she gets done with school, and then we have four kids to get ready after that, and then all of that. So that's kind of the schedule we usually keep, but we changed it up a little bit for vacation. And uh, we had a good time in Lancaster and went to Sight and Sound. Um, my daughter rode a, a mini horse, and uh, we, we took them um, just several different places. We got to eat at several Amish buffets and uh we went to one place called Deaners. It was amazing, amazing yeah, that food. Is a good restaurant. And uh, and then we went to another one called Burdenhand. And uh, if anybody's listening that works at Burdenhand, I'm sorry, but it was not very good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never That's there. my review. Not a very good taste, I have to say. I was very disappointed, and it was rather expensive. And uh, but then the next day we went to Shady Maples, and my frown turned to a smile because Shady Maples is um, or Shady Maple, sorry, is amazing. And uh, one of the largest buffets probably in the country. Yeah, it's, it's a neat place. And they and got that good. store underneath and all that. It's pretty yeah. cool. We probably spent two hours in that store. I had to drag my son out of that store. He just thought it was the most amazing place he had ever <laughs> been. And Kelly said, we could do all of our Christmas shopping here. I said, we ain't got nowhere to put it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But we could have. If they had an online store, it would be a great place to shop. Yeah. 
And uh, but we went to the Hershey Park and toured the chocolate factory. Oh yeah, and that's pretty cool. And it's free touring yeah. the factory anyway. It's just free. And then, uh, but there's so many things in that shop that get you because your kids walk in there, and both my kids wanted a little stuffed Hershey man, yeah, and all kinds of candy. And you know, you're only there; it's only it's only Hershey, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so you just have you just you just buy stuff. And uh, and so we did. But I remember going over and buying my wife a birthday cake shake, which was eight dollars, which was nuts to begin yes, with. It is. But I thought, man, we're on vacation. She wants it. So $8, and I buy the shake. And so I told you about it. But I opened my wallet and pulled out a five. <laughs> and the thought went through my head, well, maybe I'll just give her a 20 because I really need some change back. And as soon as I thought that, because I was looking at my wallet trying to figure out if I wanted to give her a five and three ones mm. or a 20 because I was trying to figure out if I need a change or not. And in my moment of decision, that woman looks at me like I'm the dumbest thing she ever seen. And she said, um, you just need three ones, sir. <laughs> like, uh, like five plus three is not eight. And, you know, I was like, eh, be a Christian, Austin, be a Christian. <laughs> and I wanted to turn around and go, duh. You know, one of those moments that you're like, really, lady? Yeah. Do I look like I don't know what five plus three is? And uh, and so I kind of laughed inside, but I was kind of like, "Really, lady?" And uh, and so that was kind of funny. And uh, I tell you one thing about Amish country is if you don't go on the weekend, if you go during the week, you better check your hours on Google because they got stuff closed on Monday, stuff closed on Tuesday. It might be open Monday and then close Tuesday and Wednesday and open back on Thursday, and then about the whole city closes down at five between five and six, and uh, which is kind of cool. I mean, it's good for the families. And uh, but you really need to plan your your schedule out if you go to Lancaster. Yeah, I've never been during the week. We mainly went on the weekend. Well, you know, being an evangelist, we're always usually seems like we're we're always traveling Friday. I like to keep my Saturdays open mm-hmm. um, to get ready for the weekend or the upcoming week of revival. And so uh, I don't like traveling on Saturdays if I can help it. Um, but sometimes you can't help it. Um, but so we're, you know, we work more on the weekends and then off more during the week sometimes seems like. So anyways, we went during the week cause we was preaching the weekend and, uh, but it was something and we was in Shady Maple and, uh, we need to wrap it up here, but, uh, we was in Shady Maple and these people came in and, uh, I mean, you could tell they lived here. They, I mean, there wasn't foreign or anything. But they had such an accent. I couldn't hardly understand what they saying at the elevator. They was trying to talk to my twins in their stroller. And I, I, mean, I couldn't even hardly understand them. And my wife said, you have to be from New York. <laughs> and they said, y'all, y'all. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's like a foreign language. Yeah. I, it was unbelievable. I just couldn't. They, and they was from inner New York, like Staten Island. Oh, yeah. And I, just, I thought that was that just blew my mind, that they are English-speaking Americans. And I couldn't even hardly <laughs> understand them. Yeah, that is. We sat down at a uh, table at uh, a hotel one day, me and Mom, and we were at Brother William Strickler's camp meeting in Verona, Virginia. And uh, we went down to breakfast that morning, and we sat down at a table. There was a, um, an elderly couple sitting there, and they could tell we was looking for a place to sit. And they said, why don't you all come and sit with us? And so we just walked over there and sat down. They was real friendly. And uh, so we sat down with them, and they – they started talking to us. They said, you all have to be from Kentucky. And we said, yeah, we are from Kentucky. And they was from New York. So that's that pretty funny. There's a That is funny. 
I told my wife was going down the road. I said, when I hear accents, I'm used to my family, which we're all from the hills of Kentucky. We just moved to Ohio for work, and then now I live in Kentucky again. And uh, and so people say my voice has changed since I've moved to Kentucky for the last nine years, and uh, or almost nine years. And uh, but most of my family's all from Kentucky on both sides, and so I'm used to hey, how you doing down there, and you know, come on down there to high house and all that kind of talk. That's all my you know. Mm-hmm. And so hearing that kind of talk, it, it was just strange. Yes, sir. Well, we better wrap this thing up. It's uh, we've been on here for a little while. We was going to make this one a short one, and then we just been on here rambling. So, well, it was the lettuce and steak debates. What? Yeah, it, it was, and uh, <laughs> and. I am bitter over the lettuce, and I'm right about the steak. So, anyhow. Well, Paul said to let all bitterness be put away from you. Well, I do. I throw it out the window every time I get it on my sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it's good to be with you all, and uh, we hope you all join us again for another episode. God bless you. You all take care. This is Two Peas on a Pod, and we appreciate everybody listening. And we will talk to you later.